0: Hi, everybody! <laughs> uh, this is mine and Emily's third podcast we've recorded of the day, so we might be a little loopy by the end of it. But uh, welcome back to another great episode of My Sister Maybe Me View It, currently covering Words of Radiance by Brandon Sanderson. My name is Megan, and I should be doing my dishes. My name is Emily, and I should be cleaning my room. But instead... Instead... We're making a podcast! Making a podcast! Kissed. okay so i was a liar twice so many times. i realized as emily was reading just how teeny tiny this reading was so i did tack on an extra chapter so we are reading chapter 69 nothing chapter 70 nice from a nightmare <laughs> and chapter 71 <gasps>
1: vigil ah, Emily.
0: Ah, at first brush what do you think of the yeah. and shallan thrilling adventure hour this was so entertaining it
1: was wonderful it was it was a great way to get the two okay sometimes i feel like i sound really dumb but i'm just gonna say it anyway it was a great way to get two characters to get to know each other
0: right and like outside societal everythings Mm -hmm. relying on each other for a life and death situation yeah yeah there was a lot of inner characterization that was revealed i really
1: enjoyed Mm -hmm. that um and i just liked how honest they got with each other because they could Uh have spent the whole time being uh like standoffish and worried about like are we gonna get back in time but instead they were just like We've accepted this and this is gonna suck, but let's go ahead and do it anyway
0: mm-hmm sorry I'm looking up lyrics to the song that I'm hoping to use for okay. yeah yeah okay yep perfect I have this I have this week's song I'll surprise you with it at the end um I will say though these chapters start with something pretty dire yeah before we do that though can you read us quick the epigraph for sixty nine yes race is captive
1: he cannot leave the system he now inhabits his destructive potential is therefore inhibited hey so if he's well he's not odium never mind i was about to say because they you have a face can i explain my train of thought for a second yep yep so we know odium is chasing wit and Wit and whoever this other person are are writing letters back and forth. So multiple
0: people are chasing them. Race happened to be one of them. Race. Now, now I confirmed this for you last chapter, so I'm just going to reiterate. Race is Odium. Oh, well, if he's trapped, then what does Wit so worried about? Because, so we've seen Spren of Honor and we have seen Spren of Odium. So while Odium himself race is trapped there are beings who are loyal to him and beings who serve him mm. and they're still out running amok 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 um, so he personally can't do anything but as we've seen through these books people can do stuff for whatever reason all the time <laughs>
1: <laughs> well as you know in the last chapter ended with the bridge falling uh, with a lot of people on it. So many. So many people. But we open up with Kaladin reaching for Stormlight, and there's nothing. And, like, there's just nothing. He can't suck it in. He can't find it. And he's just falling. And he's looking at, like, other soldiers falling. He's looking at Shallan falling. Like, there's nothing to do. But, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I don't want this to happen. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. There's a scream from Syl. Uh huh. And then it... nothing. We he don't gets... see
0: her for three chapters, and Kaladin can't find her. Syl screamed a terrified, painful sound that vibrated Kaladin's very bones. In that moment, he got a breath of stormlight, life itself. I'm so scared. So you predicted something earlier in the book. Do you remember what it was? No. Okay. I predict a lot of things. You can't hold that you against do. me. <laughs> you were saying a lot of really interesting stuff about the connection between Spren and Stormlight. Mm-hmm. And you were worried that Spren were made of Stormlight.
1: I was worried. Are they made of Stormlight? Was I right? I hate that. Rayfo I'm afraid that. He took her life force, her life essence, and she is
0: no more. Which is something that she and Pattern have been saying to their knights through the whole thing. hmm Is... And and the Stormfather has said it to Kaladin before. Yeah. And... Because when he comes
1: to, there is a voice like rumbling thunder, and this is an all-capitalization, what have you done? I'm... Oh, Megan. Oh, See, listen, I think if Scylla's dead, she's dead dead. She's not coming back like Yasna's coming back.
0: (laughs) Okay, um, why would a flesh and bone person revivify, but a magical being wouldn't? I think the
1: rules are different with Stormlight.
0: (laughs) For humans! (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, if you, let's say you got to choose... To bring back Yasna, or to nope, bring back no. Stop Sil. it! I'm not talking about. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't. I'm just saying. No, I'd bring back Yasna. But the thing is, without Sill, Copper, come here. Without Sill, With Sil. without Sill, without Sill, Kaladin has no powers. He has no powers. So he'd be free to fulfill and break. His two promises, and then find a new spread repercussions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, listen, I'm just gonna sin this one time, and then I'll just repent. (laughs) Oh Oh, man,
1: yeah. Because no magic, no magic. He survived, obviously, and so remember, the chasms are hundreds of feet tall, and he's like, oh. I got some stormlight in the end. I survived. But that scream, like, Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to uh, be super broken up about this. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it.
0: And the sentence right after, it, the scream, it had sounded too much like the scream he'd heard when touching the duelist's shard blade in the arena. Ooh. So this so is the he's... second time he's heard it yeah so now he is checking up his he's you know checking himself for wounds he's looking at all of the people who've died falling off the bridge yeah there's scribes soldiers um a bunch and then he's getting freaked out down here with all the shadows and with all the sounds and then someone walks around the corner in a silk dress It's Shailon (laughs) Davar. Welcome back. (laughs) She has survived. And we'll find out both from his point of view and her point of view. Both of them thinks that they saved the other person (laughs) on accident and just don't question it.
1: Yeah, that's that was great. But he doesn't see Dalinar. He doesn't see uh, Adolin, you know, and so he's relieved about that. But he's just like, wow, what happened? And because Shallan, it's funny because you think Kaladin being a bridgeman would understand how the bridges work, but he only understands how the, the, uh, the The running bridges. bridges Yeah. And so the mechanical parts are too much for this poor man (laughs) because Shallan had been sketching them. She knows how the mechanical stuff works. Uh, Mm. she says someone threw the emergency latch on the bridge, uh, and Kaladin doesn't know what that is, and she explains that it it topples the bridge into the chasm in case, like, the enemies are coming over from the other side and you need to, like, cut off their their route. Ugh. <sighs> Not good. Like, it's
0: a... <sighs> did no one do a risk assessment about this? They apparently did, and Shalon has one, too, where she's like, it's an emergency throw, mm-hmm. and... Like, obviously an assassin threw it on purpose, but, like, it is designed to, you know, I could imagine luring a, an enemy squadron after you and dropping the bridge out from under them, Ewok style. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. yeah, and they realize it's been a long time since they've fallen because uh, the light up there is dark. I think there's a Parshendi body down there. They realize, like, an actual fight did happen yeah. after they fell.
0: Ugh. Okay. I love where oh. Shalon's like, is there anyone else down here who's alive? And Kaladin's like, well, we survived. And Shalon's like, yeah. How do you, how do you think that happened? <laughs> and Kaladin's like, wind spread? Question mark. <laughs>
1: I've heard folk tales of them protecting a person as he falls. Perhaps that's what happened because I think that's what happened with Risen a little bit. Yeah. You know oh. that, so that we've Ooh. seen it before. And then Shalon went silent as he searched the bodies. Yes, she finally said. That sounds logical.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, how do you do, fellow normal human with no magic powers?
1: Um, and he's so happy that she's convinced because he doesn't want her wondering about his name, Kaladin Stormblust.
0: Yep. Uh, it's pretty clear that they're too far out from the camps. For anyone to come back and, like, find their bodies Mm -hmm. uh, because they were marching for hours and hours and hours to get out here. I think later on they say at least seven, like. Oof. And so they are going to try and hike back, but there is a high storm coming. Mm Mm-hmm
1: like this is um, a doable task it's not like they are in yeah. the labyrinth and will never ever find a way back but with this ticking clock with the uh high storm coming there are going to be flash floods and there's no way people can survive with and he's, down here
0: yeah so they decide they're going to start hiking back and um their first kind of spat because i think when they first come across each other they're both like relieved and they're starting to get their bearings and Shallan's like, okay, we're going to head back immediately. And Kaladin says, you don't want to sit for a moment and catch your breath? My breath is quite well caught, Shallan said. If it's all the same to you, I'd rather be moving. Once back, we can sit sipping mulled wine and laugh about how silly it was for us to hurry that whole way since we had so much time to spare. I'd like very much to feel that foolish. Mm -hmm. So... Yep, here we go. Oh, and, and I love that we go back and forth between her and Kaladin. So, Emily, Emily, you're a first-time reader. Tell me about Shalan and Kaladin's thrilling adventure hour. So, I find it incredibly interesting. So, part
1: of the themes through this are Kaladin thinks she, it, you know, has only ever experienced cherry blossoms and cake sort of a thing. And uh, I love that as the... Adventure goes on. They get a glimpse more and more into who each other are. And we see Shalon. We see Shalon not dissociating, but definitely ignoring a lot of the unpleasant aspects of what's going on. Especially, uh, it says, uh, she hurried after him, her dress catching on something she hoped was a very white stick. Like, Shalon. Obviously that's somebody's femur. <laughs> like, She's just like trying so hard to just be like, we're here. It's an adventure. Let's do this. Um, I really enjoyed it. It really felt instead of like they're squabbles, but it's, they're also on the same team. They're not trying to prove something to each other. This is mm-hmm. a very different adventure than if Adolin and Kaladin had fallen down together.
0: Oh, I want to read that fan fiction.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is where because Pattern is there with them. He's just being silent. He's riding on her skirt, um and she's starting. She's just like, "Oh, I must have saved again." Like you said, I must have saved this man uh, with Stormlight. Like that's the only possible explanation. But yeah. I love, I love they come to a pool of water, and Keladin looks at her and he's like, "Are you going to take my boots again?" and she's like don't be silly <laughs> i came prepared like i love that she keeps throwing him off and that again her superpower is that people underestimate her and she has come prepared i mean as prepared as you can but she did not wear slippers mm-hmm, to the mm-hmm. shattered plane she wore her
0: own boots she wore boots they're made for walking <laughs> so they they do a bunch they do a bunch of listen nobody banters like these two banter Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a lot of really good zingers in. I am gonna say, I'm not sure if this is a Shalon thing or if this is a Brandon telling the audience about Kaladin thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel the light eyes, dark eyes discussion here
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh just doesn't hit the mark. Okay. Where he's like all light eyes treat me badly. And she's like, you can't generalize. Not all light eyes, Kaladin. (laughs) You can't generalize like that. You expect them to treat you badly, and so they do treat you badly. Yeah, and she ends up saying, do you know what? The problem is actually you, Kaladin. And I really don't like it. This is like the one section of this that really just sticks in my craw. Do not (laughs) like it. Um... And she 100 percent dismisses when he tries to speak up about how no, actually all light eyes do treat me terribly or at least differently and we've seen that through the whole books mm-hmm. and Shallan's, and we know from earlier in the books that there are things that just pass over Shallan's head that she doesn't realize are a problem like we saw the way that she treated uh we saw the way that she thought about and uh, treated the dark-eyed men who she purchased earlier in the book, mm-hmm. and this is a real blind spot for Shalon. Yeah, and well, I don't think it's made clear enough in the narrative whether or not, at the time he wrote this book, is this how Brandon felt or is this how Shalon felt. Well, it's interesting too because you
1: see her lifestyle come out even as they're walking because she is, uh, the pack is thumping against her back. She's uh, tripping over things. The pack is kind of like throwing her off and uh, Kaladin eventually reaches out and takes the pack from her and in her head she thinks, finally, and she tells him, thank you. Like, to me that sounded like she was just assuming, you're a Dark Eyes, this is your role, is you carry my stuff.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, but their bickering gets a little loud, and there is a deep scraping noise in the chasm. Mm. I guess, she whispered nervously, having a shouting match in an echoing network of chasms was not terribly wise. <laughs> so we have a great illustration, I believe by Ben McSweeney on the next page. Um, that is what the foliage on the inside of the chasms looks like. And Emily, now that you've read this, Mm -hmm. I can send you a YouTube video where someone makes a book nook (gasps) of of the chasm. Shalon and Kaladin in the chasm. Yay, I would love to see that. I have been hiding it from you for absolutely months. (laughs) And now you'll finally get to see it. Awesome. That's kind of where we wrap on 69. Wait, 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 stop. You are just, can I talk about this chapter? you twice to tell me about it and i thought you did okay emily do you have additional thoughts yes, you'd do. like to share with the podcast audience
1: <laughs> so i just i find it interesting that uh again it's the it's the light eyes dark eyes thing coming out um let's say you are right perhaps i am an insensitive rich woman that doesn't change the fact that you can be downright mean and offensive Kaladin Stormblessed. Like he didn't want her to know or he didn't, you know, it it's surprising how many people know about this, but I would assume she's heard all the stories. I'm it's probably Adolin being like stupid, stupid dark ice captain, calls himself stormblessed, blah 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 blah.
0: <laughs> okay, so here's the thing.
1: No, we're done talking about this chapter.
0: Okay, here we go. <laughs> no, chapter seventy down, no, <laughs> <literally, you're done. laughs> So he had this nickname in the army before when he was a, a captain, and when he gets into Bridge Four, literally everyone who knew him was dead or Amaram. Mm-hmm. Uh When he gets into Bridge Four, that nickname comes back. People just seem to know this name for him. Yeah, yeah, the legend. Legend.
1: All right, I got one more thing. Uh, again, the banter. no. We're done talking about no. this chapter. <laughs> The back and forth banter is so fun and it's, it's impossible to talk about everything, but there was a, it's interesting because Shalon is tossing out tiny little kernels of truth, just little pieces about herself, but Kaladin doesn't understand the context. And so they're going right over his head. And so at one point he's like, oh, what is it that being around you makes me want to claw my face off woman? I have special training. She said, glancing to the side and I collect faces. Which technically she does for all of her disguises. She has a book of faces. I just thought that was really, really cool. Ah!
0: Emily. Yes, dear. Do you have anything else you would like to say about chapter 69? We make sure. um, her. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, oh, blasted Alethi and their freakishly long legs. That's all.
0: The Kaladin confirmed freak.
1: Yep. Um, Can you also confirm he still is not able to suck in Stormlight, correct? Yeah. Okay. That is everything I have to say about Chapter 69.
0: Okay. Uh, So. um, They are just, they're like, they're prey scurrying away from a really big predator down Mm -hmm. here. And. As they are running down the corridor, he even grabs her satchel as well. He's like taking a hold of everything. Mm-hmm. And oh, once again, we hear the four voiced trumpet of the chasm fiend. Yeah. Which is just cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, Shalon screamed, and the chasm plants withdrew in large waves. In moments, the entire place went from fecund to barren. How about you read the epigraph for Chapter 70? <laughs> I'd
1: love to do that.
0: Chapter 70 from A We Nightmare. are good podcasters, <laughs> you guys. This is... When did we start? 1 p.m. and now it's 6.30? <laughs>
1: <Okay>. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Whether this was Tanavast's
1: design or not, millennia have passed without race taking the life of another of the 16. While I mourn for the great suffering race has caused, I do not believe we could hope for a better outcome than this. So we've talked about the 16th Shard. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. 16th shard
0: 16 shards. Okay,
1: so I feel like we're getting some good lore, some good background, mm-hmm. some good, you know book character development and it's interesting uh this person's attitude about this where it's just like yeah he's caused a lot of terrible things but things couldn't be better like there's no way we could have done anything
0: better than this so be happy yeah. with what we have so race or razy wherever he is is trapped Mm-hmm. And that means he can't kill another one of the sixteen, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. So, uh, Emily, how many of the sixteen has he killed? At least one. At least one. That's all I know. <laughs> great. Have we talked about Do you it? remember do you remember a phrase from Hoyd's letter? Uh, in case you turned a blind eye to that disaster, know that Aona and Skye are both dead. So shards are people. Shards are have names. Okay. <laughs> just going to say I'm just going to say shards have names. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see. You know. So Calden <clears throat> and
1: Shallon. Shallon Davar. It's interesting because they are running 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 and this thing is just following them, kind of barreling <sighs> barreling after them and Shallan is so intrigued by it that like Kaladin is just like he doesn't say this but I would think he definitely thinks like she would die without me here to like remind her to run for her life like she's very intrigued with this the noise it's making she really wants to be able to draw it and it's interesting because uh Kaladin at one point it says it was still chasing though he could only hear it he had no idea how close it was but it had their scent or their sound he had no idea how it hunt how they hunted and this is why you send scientists out to study the places you're gonna live so you know how to protect yourself
0: yeah well they assumed oh we'll just fight it with the we'll just get it when it's uh, pupating it's Mm -hmm. fine and so because they mentioned later on oh go ahead oh i was gonna say parallel this experience with the first time we had a chasm fiend attack and able saying typically we just pelt it with arrows for hours in the hot sun up here on top of the chasms and then we just like finish it off Mm -hmm. but like now they are down in the chasms of the chasm fiend and it has the home field advantage it definitely does because they they talk about how huge it
1: is and also you would think something that big would lumber about but it is very nimble like it doesn't yeah. crawl on the floor; it uses the chasms mm-hmm. as like two two walls and and crawls along that. And
0: it it's got like fourteen legs mm-hmm. uh, and segmented, so yeah, it's it's like a big bug. And one of the reasons why it doesn't lumber as much is because Roche the planet Rochar has different gravity, different gravity. <laughs> So something that big can be a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, so Shalon gets a brilliant plan as they're running. And she doesn't let Kaladin in on the plan. She just does it and expects him to follow her. And what is her genius idea? She like runs really fast and then curves around she a leads, corner? She leads the chasm fiend back to the dead bodies That's from right. the fallen bridge. Mm-hmm. And it eats those instead of them. He waited, tense, listening. Oddly, some lights flashed in the chasm behind. What was that? They are small. They look like small glowing arrows. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: And it just talks about like they they would drift away and sometimes vanish. And Shalon is remembering that they follow sky eels as well. She's seen this out on the ocean. She's wondering, could its kind be carrion feeders by nature? It says, no, those claws look like they're meant for breaking shells. And so we don't quite see. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Time out. Maybe I went off on a different tangent. Those spren, Shalon whispered so soft she could barely hear. I've seen those. Um, so we don't get a name for them. Just that they exist.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah. So. They're big, strange. They're, they're spren that follow big animals. Mm-hmm. Big creatures. Um, and she does get to draw it. I wonder if she. Oh, Kaladin debated, like, following her, cursing in his mind. What else could he do? Explain to Adolin? Yes, princeling, I let your betrothed wander off alone in the darkness to get eaten by a chasm fiend. No, I didn't go with her. Yes, I'm a coward. In the previous episode, you were talking about,
1: uh, we were talking about Shalon kind of being upset with Kaladin for the way Kaladin was treating Adolin. Uh Uh-huh. And you had pointed out that Adolin is kind of, Kaladin's only friend and i just like that he's imagining conversations he would have with his friend about like Mm -hmm. i don't know getting out he's just like and i'll talk to adeline
0: so they are they're walking they have some they have some provisions Mm -hmm. you know like flatbread and stuff Mm -hmm. um and they decide to stop for the night just because without the light, they have no way of knowing which direction they're going to go in. Yeah, because uh, she has spheres, but she... At one point,
1: Kaladin is very impressed that she's able to keep up. And he's like, oh, I don't have to worry about her. But the reason she's able to keep up is because she has drained all the spheres that she has. And you remember Kaladin did something similar when he... Uh, was a bridgeman. Was a bridgeman, yeah. So I, I, I like this callback to all of this. Um, speaking of the food that they eat um so they have you said flatbread and dried chol jerky uh the flatbread yes. was from soul cast grain that stale taste was obvious. I find it interesting hey. that you can tell the difference between organic and you know the other and kind. soul cast yeah.
0: He grunts in in answer to something that she says, and she goes on to talk about, Ah, yes, the Bridgman's grunt. A language unto himself. I'll need to go over the morphemes and tones with you. I'm not quite fluent yet. You'd make a terrible Bridgman. Too short? Well, yes. And too female. I doubt you'd look good in the traditional short trousers and open vest. Or rather, you'd probably look too good it might be a little distracting for the other Bridgman, and this is a point where you laughed while you were reading emily because she pulls out her sketchbook and her pencils and he just goes you're not drawing yourself in that outfit are you
1: (laughs) yes of course she said i'm drawing salacious pictures of myself for you after only a few hours together in the chasm you have
0: quite the imagination bridge boy (laughs) So she is drawing to relax before they go to bed. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I'm not drawing the chasm theme first. And instead she starts drawing some of the chasms they've been going to, a map. And it's just a drawing she, of a map. It's just a drawing of a map. Uh, and so she uh Kaladin is like, oh wow, you remember this really good she's cursing herself a bit because she intended to keep her like mnemonic memory yeah i'm more quiet than that so she says i want you to read i want you to read it starts with she felt foolish for revealing her skill
1: that's what i was literally about to read look at us uh-huh uh-huh she felt foolish for revealing her skill Vale would have had words with her it was too bad Vale wasn't down here actually she would be better at this whole surviving in the wilderness
0: thing and what? That's a... Shallan, you are Veil. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, you talk about, like, actors taking on a role and people trying to embody uh-huh. that sort of thing. And I don't know if Shalon has taken it too far or not far enough, you know. Yeah, I clocked that and found it very interesting that Shalon doesn't feel she can draw on her Veil character, you know. And maybe maybe mm-hmm. it's just wishful thinking of, like, if I were really Vale, I would probably survive this.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: But, yeah, she and Kaladin rough it in
0: the chasm. Yes, they do. So. Uh, okay, have you ever been uncomfortable camping? Yes, so many times. Because I could, like, feel this bad night's sleep in my bones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've had good camping experiences, but I've also had not. I mean, I like to think of
1: myself as someone who can like endure things if I need Uh to. But like when you camp, it's like a voluntary thing. And so if you're uncomfortable, you're like, I chose to do this. And so you, I feel stupid complaining to people about like, well, I was really uncomfortable last night, but I chose to come here and this is where I chose
0: to sleep (laughs) and I have no one to blame but myself. You, oh, you said uh, about their zinging that these two characters remind you a lot of Anastasia and Dimitri from Anastasia. Yes, yes. The antagonistic of like, we're not enemies, but we're not friends yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to drop in here with a little temperature check and wondered if your brain has printed up any new shipping labels since starting these chapters. I actually thought about that. I'm
1: okay. We all know for a while the big trend in, not that this is YA, but the big trend in literature was mm-hmm. uh, love triangles. I mean, we've got yeah. Twilight, we've got Hunger Games, we've got a whole bunch of stuff. And I really don't want this to be a love triangle. I really don't want it to end up as who will Shalon be with? Because mm-hmm. her story is so much more interesting than that. It's so much more. Yeah. At least to me, this is how I'm reading it. Um, I because I've read, I have a favorite series, and I love it so much. And it's a it's a love triangle, and she ends up picking the dude that I hated. That oh I know, yeah. And it's such a good book. Other than that, it's very well done. And so I'm I want her to be with Adolin. I love them together. He's so mm-hmm. earnest and honest and. I feel that he is that innocence that she needs in her life, even though Adeline Kalin has been through battles. He is a soldier. He is fully capable of taking care of himself. He still has that open-eyed wonder, it feels Mm -hmm. like about the world, that innocent sort of a thing. And one of the reasons she was so mad at Kaladin is he deliberately phrased something that he knew Adolin would misunderstand. And make Adeline look like an idiot. Um, in in the previous reading, and I don't know. I I just I really love Shalon and Adeline so much. I'm They're so my glad first for you. ship of this
0: whole book, um, and it's like Shalon's third ship, <laughs> and her second ship sank. So she killed. Watch it. out for that. She <laughs> killed Shalon, the ship killer. Um, I will say, the first time I was reading these books through, Mm -hmm. I remember reading this stuff down in the chasms and going, oh, no. No. Because what I didn't want is... Shallan and Kaladin are going to be a couple because they're the protagonists. Yeah. I mean, that's... And I just... I didn't want that. Yeah. That's actually what I'd kind of assumed
1: reading Way of Kings of just like, oh, we're getting point of view from Shallan. We're getting point of view from Kaladin. When they eventually get together, they will be together. But from the beginning, I always wanted it would to be her and Adeline, and I'm so glad that's happening. Well there's a lot of pages left so okay listen for now let me have this let me have this joy that this brings to my life okay oh 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 okay yep kaladin proves himself as the worst yet again what did he do to you he wakes shalan up in the ridiculously early hours of the morning, and it's like time to get up, and I'm like, "There is I will strangle you. down Kaliden here let with people us.
0: sleep. They have got to <laughs> don't wake looping. people up. Sleep, don't
1: die. <laughs> He's
0: dead to me. Well, I think. I think we we both said everything we needed to." With that. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah she's how dare he be chipper in the morning
0: <laughs> That's what oh he's says. not chipper he's never chipper i'm never happy yeah. um he's asking why sh- why did Shalon come out here mm-hmm. why are you here at the shattered plains and she says because of yasna colin's work uh the scholarship she left behind must not be abandoned mm-hmm. and adolin adolin is a delightful surprise i love that but yeah um Kaladin is a little cleverer than Shalon gives him credit
1: because
0: mm-hmm. he's like, Yasna's research, it has something to do with the structures hidden out here mm-hmm. beneath the creme. This is something we sort of skipped over in our last episode is when she has Adolin slice open a rock for her and we see that that a lot of these structures had buildings in them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she keeps she keeps saying... Exactly, you made too much of an effort to get out here, he said, ostensibly, all to investigate a chasm fiend's chrysalis, a dead one even. There has to be more. You don't understand the compulsive nature of scholarship, I see. Like, she's really playing up her scholastic role of just like, no, it was so important that I went and saw this, and that's really why I came out here. (laughs) And Kaladin, again, like you said, is more clever than anyone gives him credit for. He snorted. If you really wanted to see a chrysalis, you could have just had them tow one back for you. They have those chill sleds for the wounded. One of those might have worked. There was no need for you to come all the way out here yourself. And in Shallan's head, she's like, blast a solid argument. It was a good thing. Adolin hadn't thought of that.
0: He is a clever boy. mm mm-hmm. um, But... This ends up opening up the conversation between the two of them. Yeah. And uh, this is when they... I think this is, like, really the first time they stop snapping and really start talking. Mm Mm-hmm. But here's something that's ridiculous and so stupid is when... They bring up the idea of the parchment. That Yasna's worried about the parchment, and Shalon is as well. And Shalon is saying, "We need to exile them. Get rid of all of them." And Kaladin's like, "Who would replace them? More dark eyes?" And Shalon says, "I'm not saying it would be easy." <laughs> and Kaladin, who knows how like the trades work, he's like. They would need more slaves. A lot of honest men might find themselves with brands. Still sore about what happened to you, I assume? Ah. Listen, I know this is a... She's had her story and she doesn't know his story. But, like, she's so clueless through this whole conversation.
1: Yeah. Well, it reminds me when she goes to uh, the market and she tries to pay for the fruit treat with an Mm. emerald mark. And everyone's just like we don't have the change for that and she's just like oh like for our family this is nothing even though she's like we're so poor and destitute like she really is a whole she's multiple systems away from what a slave is and who, you know what they go through because it's it's very interesting because yeah she says oh you're still sore about what happened to you because she's obviously thinking like only people who deserve this get this only people who deserve this have this happen to them still sore about what happened to you I assume wouldn't you be yes I suppose I would but she's like and she's like that's terrible that happened but it could have been worse like yeah you know she's like you could have been hanged and Kaladin's like I would have loved to have seen them try like
0: (laughs) and I mean technically at one point he was yeah that's true (laughs) So Kaladin is like, ugh, your life's been... Okay, so both of them, we've read their flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, both of them have had really horrible backstories. Yep. And I feel that they're kind of doing an oppression Olympics with each other. <laughs> that like, I've had it worse. No, I've had it worse. I love... I love this conversation because
1: not that i want either of them to one up each other not that i want anyone to win over the other one but again i'm gonna harp on this until the book is over shalon's superpower is everyone underestimates her uh and so um okay all right keldin said here it is i can imagine how the world must appear to you Growing up pampered with everything you want. To someone like you, life is wonderful and sunny and worth laughing over. That's not your fault, and I shouldn't blame you. You haven't had to deal with pain or death like I have. Sorrow is not your companion. And Shalon doesn't say anything. You know, Kaladin's like, what? I'm trying to decide how to react, Shalon said. You see, you just said something very, very funny. Then why aren't you laughing? Well, it isn't that kind of funny. Like, she might win. She might win for, like, terrible backstory. But the thing
0: is, <laughs> she gets to forget her backstory anytime That's she wants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Kaladin has to remember it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's there's a very specific thing I want to say about this, but mm-hmm. it has to wait until our next reading okay of like how I feel about how these conversations uh, mm-hmm. bend bend. Yeah, it's interesting because like, there's, like, memes that
1: go around, you know, the internet of just, like, you want to be my friend, well, you can't until you unlock my, like, level seven tragic backstory sort of a thing. Yeah. If you have something terrible happen to you, most people don't just go around meeting someone and be like, do you want to hear about the worst night of my life or blah, blah, blah. Like, like that's not something that you just tell someone you just meet. It's not a competition. And and I liked this lead into it, that it wasn't like Shalon being like, well, this happened to me, and this happened to me, and this happened to me, and I am a murderer. And, you know, she doesn't do that. She's just
0: like, oh, uh uh-huh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you can think that. (laughs) Yep. All right. Uh, Emily, I've run out of things to say about Chapter 70, but I want to check with you and see if there's any more you would like to add.
1: Again... I don't want to, this to turn into a love triangle. I just want to state that for the record again.
0: So we'll just kill one of them off. No,
1: that's not
0: what I'm saying at
1: all. <laughs> Is Tara still alive? Can Kaladin undo the mess he made there? Rafo. Rafo. okay. I'm just saying
0: double dates would be a thing. I think that would be really fun. Uh, Tara has not been listed in the many lists he makes of dead people from his past that's true all right cool
1: but yes megan thank you for checking with me i am done so now we can move on
0: awesome will you read the epigraph (laughs) for 71 vigil he bears the weight of god's own divine hatred
1: separated from the virtues that gave it context he is what we made him to be old friend and that is what he unfortunately wished to become Ooh, i like that
0: oh hey uh expound
1: theorize theorize um he is what we made him to be so i don't know if this is whoever i'm assuming odium right race we're talking about that dude um Mm -hmm. like either hey we expected this we're not surprised and so he just did what everyone expected and ended up enjoying it i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen i'm i'm I mean, I'm still afraid of him, but I
0: really want to know what happened. This is so... And I mentioned this before, that I... A lot of the stuff in these letters, Mm -hmm. I knew before going into the books. Oh, interesting. Because of, like, words of Brandon and Cosmere Research and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, I didn't have... Like, this wasn't a bunch of new revelations for me. It was, Mm -hmm. like, a couple pieces to get slotted together, but i knew the name odium Mm -hmm. i knew what adenalsium was Mm -hmm. i knew what capital s shards were Mm -hmm. so how
1: often does a word of brandon come out is it usually around conventions
0: when people ask questions do they ever release behind the scenes so words of brandon are generally book releases and signings okay um anything that comes up during basically a word of Brandon is anytime he talks about the books Mm -hmm. and it's categorized by like the date it happened and where it happened okay okay and so they are considered very canon but he always reserves the right to change his mind by the time the final books come out so if he's like talking about oh yeah a plot point this is something, he's never this specific, but he's like, this is something that will be mentioned in Stormlight 8, but then he doesn't get to it till Stormlight 9 mm-hmm. is like, that's how you should think about Words of Brandon. Okay. Thank you. You're this mm-hmm.
1: is an interesting, this is a really interesting section here because uh, it's called Vigil, and I think it's called that because the Bridgemen are all, it's like It's like in The Empire Strikes Back and Han and Luke are out in the snow and Mm -hmm. Chewie, the princess, and R2-D2 and C-3PO are at the gates waiting for them to come back. Sort of a thing. All the bridgemen are there waiting for Kaladin to come back because they believe he will. And not everybody else does believe that, but we'll get into that later. But I think kind of in order to pass the time, um, Sixil is getting teft to talk about his backstory, and it is not a happy childhood that uh, Teft is revealing. No,
0: no, no, no. Oh, uh, here we find out more about, like you said, Teft's childhood. We'd seen some things mentioned about the, they're not called the Reckoners. What was the group his parents are? Envisagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the title, chap, the chapter title. Of a thing. A
1: thing. Oh, great. I'm sorry that I mock you. There's like,
0: uh, oh, I don't sorry. know how you realize, should be expected I didn't to you're know that. you mocking me because your eyebrows don't go down. Um, <laughs> listeners, did you know Emily cannot scowl? <laughs> she literally, I don't know why her forehead skin is too tight, but she literally cannot put her eyebrows down and put it an, on an angry face. Megan was trying to take pictures of me
1: and she wanted me to make an angry face and i physically could not
0: do it and it was hilarious and embarrassing at the same time anyway invisagers was the name of a chapter title in the way of kings where teft mentioned some things about what he knew about the words the knight's radiant okay um so, Emily, can you give me a quick summary about what the Invisitors were all about? Uh their whole Oh, their whole thing is bringing back the Void Bringers.
1: Was Gavilar yeah. one of them? No. No, okay. I but to say about that. Similar goals, different groups. Okay. Um, and so they thought if they could bring back the Void Bringers and the Knights Radiant would return as well and teft is just like because they knew that the radiance could do things and these people's theory is that the abilities would come out if their lives were in danger and so they would deliberately kind of set up these like saw like traps um, you know to try and get people's gifts to to manifest Um, but they just ended up killing a lot of people i don't think he says if they were if they were successful or not so uh but well he lost his mother that way um and he he
0: watched it happen
1: not to his mom he wasn't allowed to watch that to his mom but he did watch his dad be uh hanged because he's the one that turned everyone in and all of these people were condemned to death
0: wait where does it say he didn't watch his mom die
1: okay um
0: Mother they died. Put lives in danger. Mother died in that I... rock
1: stream contraption. Teft okay. said she really believed Sig that she had it in her, you know? And you know, okay. Sig goes, You Sorry. watched Storm Snow. You think they'd let her son watch that? Are you mad?
0: Yeah. Got very okay. mid
1: mid-Somar vibes from this as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so Teft turns them in mm-hmm. and the City Lord kills all of them. So uh when it comes to sad childhoods. I think Teft may have Shalon beat. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because it's not. Sorry, it's not a competition though. <laughs> um, Teft is a little. Uh, he's Teft is a little miffed
1: about this because uh, Sixel's just nodding as he's like saying things. The Azish man just knew things, and he made you tell the, him things too. Unfair. That was terrible. If any of you have ever listened to The Magnus Project.
0: None of them have. It's <laughs> called The Magnus Archives. Oh, okay. Sorry. Forgive me. Um, the sequel series is called The
1: Magnus Protocol. Okay. Which I will not be listening to. So you can tell me all about it. Coward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there is a character that ends up at the end. And it's m- it's more sinister than I feel Sigil is. Um but the the character kind of makes people tell him their worst day ever or their worst experience sort of a thing and Sigil's just there kind of like nodding and listening and and teft is just like telling him the story with them just like maybe not meaning to but the thing mm-hmm. with Sigil is that he's at one point he's like i see this is hard for you uh do you want to play a game Instead, and like help pass the time, so like he's aware enough of people's emotional states, and he's not just trying to make them
0: say terrible things. So while Teft is looking for his flask to, to drink, he catches sight of Renarin, mm-hmm. who's fiddling with his uh, little stim box with his fidget box.
1: Yeah,
0: and Teft. Talks about Tef how has he, opinions. Yeah. About both Renarin and Moash. He thinks it's ridiculous that a light eyes wants to join the Dark Eyes, and he thinks it's ridiculous that a Dark Eyes wants to be a Light Eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't one for all the nonsense that Moash had talked about wanting to overturn light eyes. Now that's a little more into Moash than we've seen he and Kaladin talk about. Yeah. Uh, he's a real revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Um But in a way, Prince Renarin was as bad as Moash. Neither one knew their place. A light eyes wanting to join. Oh, sorry. I missed a, I missed a sentence. Wanting to overturn light eyes. The Almighty had put them in their place. And who had business questioning him? Yeah. Yeah. Teft is very concerned
1: about decorum when it comes to religion and the Almighty and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's like he feels like we have been assigned here. This is where we are supposed to be. And people trying to move stuff around makes him very uncomfortable. Which is really a yeah. really interesting thing. Because I would think like if you are an oppressed citizen, you'd want the same rights. But maybe that's just how you deal with it is, no, I'm supposed to be here.
0: Teft is much older than most of the Bridgemen. He's a guy in his... I'd say maybe early 40s, Really late 40s. I thought he was one of, like, the youngest. No. I regret to inform you. Should I just assume you? that
1: everything I think is wrong all the time? I regret I to inform he was, like, you, Ted is the... No. Not 14. That's, that's not, not, not that
0: young, but like, that's I thought like he was Drahi, like. Layton. they're younger. Uh, Teft is the, is the guy who was a sergeant before he came here. Okay. He's the older sergeant guy. Okay. Sorry that uh, sometimes I don't okay? pick up on context clues. Let me find you a picture of Teft. Okay. Is this by Lamourie? Lamourie? Probably. This has mm. pictures of... Oh no! Never mind. That's a spoiler. <laughs> it wasn't Teft. It was one of the other Bridgman. Had a a spoiler thing. All right. Okay. Do you not. Know, I'll just. I'll just screenshot Teft. Um. You know my storyboard. The storyboard version I did. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Teft is the guy sitting down on the ground, with the headband. Okay. If you remember. I don't. But thank you. Okay. No <laughs> worries. So he's older okay and
1: setting his ways all right that makes more sense to me rather than like he doesn't want to take place in a revolution sort of a thing yeah (laughs) um but he's standing there and dalinar shows up so Dalinar's fine we find out adolin's fine as well so Uh uh-huh yay they survived good and he and dalinar have a very interesting discussion because dalinar is just like you're waiting for him, aren't you? And Teft's like, yes, absolutely. He survived. And Delano's like, no, he didn't. But that's okay that you're here.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, I understand that you need to be here. Mm-hmm. And Teft is like, nope. I know you don't believe us. He'll come back. He's, he's out there and he's alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would
1: be better if we were here waiting for him, you know, with our, our soldiering outfits on and our spear in hand, that sort of thing. And Delano's like, you're good people stupid but good Mm -hmm. he doesn't say that but here's
0: a great thing with dalinar where teft is like we wait on our own on time neither of us three are supposed to be anywhere else and dalinar's like i didn't come to order you away i came to make certain you are caring for yourselves no men are to skip meals to wait here and i don't want you getting any ideas about waiting during a high storm uh yes sir teft said he had used his morning meal break to put in duty here how had Dalinar known? <laughs> Good luck, soldier, Dalinar said. Oh no! Emily, there's a high storm tonight. Yep. hmm Kaladin and Shallan better get back before that. Yep. And they're trying their best. They really they are. They really are. It's I was just looking at Kaladin yelling for Sil. Yeah. No answer, by the way. If
1: only he could find Syl, everything would be better if he could see her again, if he could know that she was alright. Yeah. That's rough, buddy. And so, unfortunately, they realize a little too late they've been going the wrong way. And so they have to yeah. rethink their strategy, and they have to every so often stop and let Shalon sketch things out from memory to keep going. Yes, Megan?
0: And as so she's trying to redraw one of the big fancy shattered planes maps to figure out where they are. And she even like says to Kaladin, hey, I've underplayed my skill. This is something I'm really, really, really good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, she oh uh, do we figure it out here? That oh yeah. As they're as they're looking at stuff and they're looking at the the map we have a bit of a brainwave between the two of them Mm -hmm. because Shalon is drawing us a cluster of plateaus. And she's like, okay, from my knowledge, these should be miles North of us. If the cluster looks like this, there's another group that is exactly the same shape, except mirrored. And she's like, what are the chances that a series of plateaus would take the exact same shape? And then Kaladin says, the planes are symmetrical. Yeah, they, they get
1: that at the same time. And I'm wondering, what what is the phrase that was that... um, Cymatics. Cymatics. I was about to say Grandpa Capsule used.
0: He... Okay. Guess what, Emily? We are sisters because I imagined Capsule to be very old the first time I read the book. And I'm like, I know. why is Shallan flirting with this <laughs> man. So the Shattered Planes, it turns out, are the Patterned Planes. And something broke the Shattered Plains, Mm -hmm. which used to be a big city. And Shalon is, like, thinking out loud as she's talking about this. Was it a weapon? Vibrations? An earthquake that could break rock? Stone became sand. And at the blowing of the high storm, all the cracks, like, the sand all blew away. It all, like, became creme. Mm -hmm. And we're just left with the shape of the plateaus. So, Shalon. Believes the Oath Gate is at the center of the plateaus. Mm-hmm. And she also believes that is where the Parshendi are camped.
1: Mm-hmm. She she knows this is very important and she's like really getting to Kaladin, like I have to get back. This is like a matter of life and death. And what I'm wondering is if in the center if that's where the Honor Blades are that Amaram has been looking for that uh, Taln briefly mentioned. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm Mm -hmm. that's what i think okay but they're trying to be positive they really are just because it's it's kind of that gallows humor of like time is just getting away from them and they may not make it back in time before the high storm shows up i really like onward then she took a deep breath through soreness and exhaustion we go you wouldn't be willing to carry me a little ways (laughs) and he just glares at her
0: oh oh, the thing I wanted to talk about is on these pages. Okay, it's this reading, not next reading. We'll get there in just a second because um, I want to rewind a little bit where he walks off to be like, oh, I'm going to call and see if any of the scouts are up and out and around. Mm-hmm. And he goes to call for Sill some more. Mm-hmm. It's like, Sill, are you there anywhere? He trailed off. I still don't know, he said more softly. Is this a punishment or is it something more? What is wrong? no reply surely if she was watching him she wouldn't let him die down here yeah assuming she could think to notice he had a horrible image of her riding the winds mingling with the windspread having forgotten herself and him becoming terribly blissfully ignorant of what she truly was she had feared that she had been terrified of it
1: yeah i'm beginning to think this it's been curtains for Sill.
0: oh no i'm real I'm getting real sad about it cuz like I listen a lot of times in books you do the shocking death you do it like Yasna and you try tragedy, and you fail and the tragedy of like as we're reading the book through and listen I know you don't you don't have to reread the book up until this point mm-hmm. but we there is a slow decline of sill up until this point mm-hmm of her like losing memories and not being around when Kaladin's looking for her and Kaladin doesn't even realize what was happening until she was gone. Mm -hmm. And that is a different kind of tragedy. And I really love how it's written. Yeah. Yeah. Shallan and Kaladin are both in a rough spot and Shallan has this speech And it's it's lovely. It's absolutely gorgeous. And it ends with her. uh, She's talking about of like the guilt, the sorrow, the pain. and, And we've read her flashbacks. We know like the darker stuff that she's talking about. And it gets to the end of it. And she says, yes, it would be nice if no one in the world knew of these things. Kaladin Storm blessed. I agree with everything I have. He saw it in her eyes, the anguish, the frustration, the terrible nothing that clawed inside and sought to smother her. She knew it was there, inside, she had been broken. Then she smiled. Oh, storms. She smiled anyway. It was the single most beautiful thing he'd seen in his entire life. I want to highlight this as the saddest thing in the chapter. Mm -hmm. Because... We know Shalon is not okay, but the way that she took care of her brothers emotionally, she's taking care of Kaladin emotionally in this moment. And it's like, I'm not saying that Kaladin looks at her and it's like, Oh, look, I can be healed. But like, she is trying to make Kaladin feel better and she can't make herself feel better. Yeah. She just locks. She conceals it. Don't feels it. Is that what she does? And that's what she does. <laughs> and oh, Shalon, good luck, baby girl. Oh, but then he says, "How?" And she shrugged lightly. It helps if you're crazy.
1: I <laughs> love that because she is. Like I said, she keeps dropping these little kernels
0: of the truth. <laughs> I've been dropping hints to people that I'm crazy. I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, and, but it reminds him of Tien.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tien always did that to me, he thought, even on the darkest day. Mm. And Shalon, usually I would find this so frustrating. Like, if someone's just like, oh, come on, look at the bright side of life. But again, I feel like there's a little bit of understanding that has passed between the two of them. That they have both, been, even though they don't know the particulars of each other, they both understand they have been in the same place emotionally. Mm-hmm. and the gallows humor that's coming out and they're talking about how like well i'm glad i'm down here because the sun can't get down here and i don't have a hat so i won't be sunburned like just these great little things and then it turns into a pun off i listen i loved it i i, I, <laughs> I am not a person that enjoys pun jokes <sighs> and you can imagine the are terribleness saying, that I have to endure with this person as my sister who just keeps would go-
0: be a punishment <laughs> no, for you. Oh <laughs> I hate that so much. Listen, I've got so many jokes. You should you should see me go to an open night mic. I will not. Mike night. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So they're getting along for it's so funny. Okay. So their conversations have been like bickering. Mm -hmm. Well. Okay. So so they crashed down in the chasms and it was just like, oh my gosh, another person. We're both alive. Surface level bickering, really intense bickering. More like, hey, we need to survive. Here's some like, (laughs) let's figure things out. Let's plan things together. Surface level comforting each other. And now I think they've done a friendship. So they've like speed (laughs) run friendship. Yeah, they've speed run their friendship and now they're friends. Well, they may not be friends for very long because Emily, what comes crashing around the corner? The
1: Chasm Fiend shows up and, like, there's really nowhere to go. Like, Kaladin shoves Shalon into, like, a fissure Mm -hmm. and he, like, gets in after her and he's like, oh because they don't see the chasm fiend and he's like maybe maybe it just like passed us by and then he looks up and there's a big old eyeball staring down at
0: <laughs> him <Yes>, i <laughs> love this image oh, i want to animate these i mean obviously the chasm fiend will be animated even if it's shot live action but mm-hmm. i want to animate these oh man it is waiting for them yeah. to come out of their little crack in the wall yeah i like
1: The claws are too big to get into the little crack, and so are the legs. And instead of giving up, it just has decided to wait. They figure out that's what's happening. And they're like, we can't stay here because we'll die with the flash floods.
0: Right? Because, Emily, in book one, you were like, oh, it wouldn't be that bad to be down in a chasm during a storm. And then I went flash floods (laughs) and there has been so much setup in book one of the dangers of the chasm Mm -hmm. and bridge four never faced them but it's all a setup payoff for what caledon and shallan have to worry about as they're trying to get out of them yeah and
1: again here's the thing um that eye returned, reflecting the image of Kaladin and Shallan tattered and dirtied from their time in the chasm. Kaladin looked less frightened than he felt, staring that thing in the eye, spear held up ward- wardingly. Shallan, rather than looking terrified, seemed fascinated. Crazy woman.
0: <laughs> so Kaladin has a genius plan. Yes, he's, this could never fail go. ever in a go million out to years. distract it. And he's like, listen, I'm going to lead it one way and you need to run the other way. And he's like, I'll lead it away from you and then I'll escape. We can meet back up. Liar, she whispered. He twisted about meeting her eyes. You can get back to the war camps on your own. I can't. You have information that needs to get to Dalinar. I don't. I have combat training. I might be able to get away from the thing after distracting it. You couldn't. If we wait here, we both die. Do you need more logic than that? He's speaking her language. I hate logic, she whispered, always have. Yeah, because she's not good at it. (laughs) Well, I was thinking about the philosophy lesson.
1: I was thinking about the stick and trying to convince it.
0: (laughs) And then as he's prepping to go out with his spear, he says, apologize to Adolin for me. I actually kind of like him. He's a good man. Not just for Elideyes, eyes just a good person. I've never given him the credit he deserves. Kaladin, it has to happen, Shallan. At least, she said, reaching her hand over his shoulder and past his head. Take this. Take what? This, Shallan said. Then she summoned a shard. (gasps) And I'm cliffhangering you. I
1: know, I hate it. Okay, I was, I think earlier I was worried that Shallan would find out about Kaladin's abilities and kind of be- betray him, maybe on accident, but that Shallan was quote-unquote going to be Kaladin's downfall, but the turn, how the tables have turned, <laughs> how the turn my tables. My. Yeah, and so I don't know how that's going to go, like, okay, so still doesn't like Shard Blades, but I feel like this one might be different. We haven't ever like seen uh again, remember what Navani was talking about? How like people had uh changed how the shard blades worked and had put their own jewels into it. And my guess is here after what talm said to her, my whole theory is uh bloodline lineage. Maybe the sword uh chose to serve her family. Um, okay anyways but i love that we've already had this foreshadowed that people can lend out their shard blades to other people and uh so she's gonna have to be concentrating Uh, well i don't know i assume she has to be concentrating to keep this from vanish
0: disappearing yeah so i don't know emily do you have anything else to say about chapter 71 i hope Sil comes back I hope all that right. honor will be had
1: and Kaladin makes a comeback. Okay, well,
0: good luck to us all, I Thank suppose. You. Let's name our heralds. We have Shalash. For chapter 69, nothing. And yep, we have Shalash. The main dude in charge. Yuh. Yuh. K- Yiz. Yes. What? Yes. Yizrians. Yes. Yes. Yep.
1: Could not remember that name. I would not have been able
0: to get that. It's been a minute. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Yezrian's head of the Windrunners, Shalash is head of the Lightweavers, that we've got Kaladin and Shalon down in the chasms together, a knight's radiant of each order. Although this is the last time that Kaladin uses Stormlight, because Zilla's Forever? Re- Mega- Meal! Uh, Did you just something? Chapter seventy from oh, a nightmare. No. Oh no, Brafo man. Uh, it's not. It's not. Uh, Tien. It's not, and it's not Adam Winchester, but it looks like him because they spent some time together. <laughs> is this Kalak? who is it? Kalak. It is Kellak. Okay. Kalak. okay. <laughs> and then, lady with the helmet. I don't remember her. Chicheneret. Ch- yeah. Okay pretty sure yeah woman with the helmet to so chach is symbolizes being brave and obedient Mm -hmm. and Kalek is being resolute and a builder i'm not sure why would you think these these heralds will show up in this chapter
1: um because they are building a relationship
0: love it thank you that's great thank you uh chapter 71 Vigil. We've got Ishar. Ishik? Uh huh. Ishar? Ishar.
1: Yeah. I can't remember the hooded lady. The hooded lady. Yes. Yes. I should have more faith in myself.
0: You should. (laughs) So, Ishi or Ishar is being pious and guiding. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's the head of the bondsmiths. And then Vedalediv is about loving and healing, which I want to. Ping uh, Shalon and Kaladin's conversation and the she smiled anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) So the Shrek song is pretty good. Mm -hmm. But the song that I wanted to add is The Trail We Blaze from Road to El Dorado. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) On the Trail We Blaze. I love it. All right. So next week we are going to finish off. Part four? What? (laughs) We are going to read chapter 72, Selfish Reasons. Chapter 73, A Thousand Scurrying Creatures. 74, Striding the Storm. And 75, True Glory. (gasps) They all sound amazing. I think it Well, so I'm gonna go back to doing my dishes. I gotta go
1: clean my room.
0: All right. I love you. I love you. you're gonna do such a good job. And I know that because I believe in (gasps) you. I believe in you. Ready? Ready? Break. Break! Hi, everyone. I'm gonna record this closer with my window open so you can hear the pretty birds singing outside ah springtime uh thank you so much for listening to this episode of my sister made me view it covering words of radiance we are getting closer to the end than ever catch us a week from today june 1st as we start on season three of the roswell 1999 television show and then come back a week after that june 8th when we will be back in words of radiance again Special thanks to Michael Biancardi for use of his song, A Passing Storm, in our intro and outro. And special thanks to you, listener, for tuning in. I hope you have a great time listening. Bye!